Hi guys, and welcome to the inaugural episode of, well, we don't know what we're calling it yet, or if you guys are gonna like it, but we're gonna try it out and see what happens. So the plan with this round square table format is to discuss broader topics other than a certain specific product and cover uh, discussions that we have every day with guys on the phone and email and chat. Um, that way we can address the, the topics that come up the most. And if you like this format, by all means, let us know in the comments. And since we don't have a name, if you've got some suggestions, throw it out there. And if we pick yours, we'll send you something cool. My name is Jason Bainey, and we have Kiefer Wetzler and Derek Walters today. And basically between us, we have 30 years here at Eurooptic. And as far as our long range shooting experience combined, we are almost 60 years uh, into long range shooting. All right, so on episode one, we're going to talk about something that all of us talk about every day. And basically that is kind of a jack of all trades scope or a scope that can give you the best value for the features that it offers. I mean, yeah, a lot of people want a scope that is light enough and compact enough and strong enough to take hunting but they also want something that has the reticle, the turrets and all that sort of stuff, the power for longer range shots, be it just simply target or long range hunting. And uh, a lot of the times, the best scopes for each of those lie at different ends of the spectrum here. So you, the best target scopes are often very large, very heavy, uh, best hunting scopes, light, small, that sort of thing. So here we have the two primary <laughs> two primary. Uh, here we have two options that we... Two of the most popular, basically. Yeah, two of so the most popular These are options. what we see. These are, not only do we use them personally, but we see these as the, th these are the highest sellers. So basically what it mostly boils down to are the Night Force NX-8 and the Vortex Razor LHT. Right, and those are the ones that we see that customers actually purchase the most. So specifically the 6 to 24 uh, and in fact, the MOA version, which was the C624. I, I said 624. You said 624. C Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> Part number is C624 because we use a lot. Um, so it's their 4 to 32 NX8. That is the single most popular SKU for Night Force, uh, at least in the last year, and probably still is. And that plays a lot into. So the point being that these aren't necessarily the ones the scopes that we're saying you need or that we're suggesting because we carry a lot of lines. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of other brands out there. The most. But yeah, even yeah. to what people are wanting today, they want a lightweight hunting rifle. Yeah. They want to be able to shoot long range, whether it's a hunting or target. Mm -hmm. um, these scopes are the scopes that are going to fit into that category, give you short overall length, lightweight, uh, great turrets, great glass. I mean, at least in uh, the Night Force, you have uh, the NX-8 2.5 to 20. Yeah, that was um, my favorite. Yeah. It comes with the Tenenbrex flip-up caps, mm. comes with the power throw lever, which is not on here, digital illumination, uh, fantastic amount of minute of angle adjustment. Yeah, 110. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's gonna serve everything that you want in a hunting mm -hmm. rifle. Um, and it's not badly priced either, because it has ATAC-R glass in it, albeit with different coatings on it, but it's a much better optic to use than, say, the NXS which was bigger, less travel, less zoom ratio, second focal plane mostly. Uh, so the NX-8, I mean, I'd say the NX-8 is mostly a target scope, 
or a tactical scope, but it's light enough and small enough to be hunting. Whereas the, the Razer LHT is made more so as a hunting optic primarily, but for longer range shots there. So it's about, what's the NX-8? This is 28 ounces. Uh, if we compare this to the four and a half to 22 at 21.7, mm -hmm. there is a bit of a gap there yeah. in favor of the Vortex. But you know, at the same time, if you want something for the end of the world, something that'll just be, that'll just survive everything, that's that's night force. That's kind of what they're known for. But I mean, these 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 races are tough as hell too. I mean, we've seen these hold up. I mean, you you uh, took one of these to to uh, where in Alaska? Actually, I didn't. I took a night force to Alaska. Um, God yeah. damn it! You're setting me up here. Yeah, but there. But the other guys, the you said. I think you said there were some other guys using the LHTs. Yeah, actually, we did have a couple guys that had the uh, LHTs on board the boat when we were hunting, and uh, I spent some time behind them looking off the boat. Great glass, uh, uh, great turret. Um, it worked very well in that environment. It was lightweight, and that's what most people want when they're going hunting. They want to try to have as light as possible, but yet with the best glass possible, and these scopes allow you to dial for that shot. I preferred the Night Force just because I've had a history of Night Force. Um, I feel very comfortable with Night Force. History. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you go back and look at when they announced the NX-8 several years ago, I always said I wanted one. As soon as they came out, me I too. wanted one. Yeah, me too. Um, and, and when they came out, I actually bought one for one of my son's rifles for his 22. Uh, which is right there. Which is right there. Yep. And uh, actually, I fell in love with it. So I bought another one for my second son's rifle. And uh, when I was looking for a scope to put on my lightweight hunting rifle to go to Alaska, I had a lot of boxes that I wanted to check. And I, I, I looked through a lot of different manufacturer scopes and the Night Force came down to it. Uh, it had everything that I wanted uh, in a, a scope. And that's what I went with it. It worked well. Um, yeah. It's light, it's compact, it's durable. Great illumination, great glass. Uh, and, it, and it's at home, basically. It can be at home on a six pound uh, Gunworks. Oh, or, yeah, or a, basically the point being, uh, the point of these scopes again is that they can kind of cover everything. So you've got the five pound rifle. <laughs> And this is mine, and I put a LHT on it because I was after the absolute ultimate lightweight. Yeah. So it's what seven 20, ounces between them. Yeah, yeah, twenty. And I, I do uh, own the NX8 personally as well. Um, but on the five-pound gun, the LHT for me. And uh, on the table, there's another lighter weight hunting rifle with an LHT, and the Seekins. Um, but then, you know, realistically, either of them can be at home on a five pound hunting rifle or a 15 pound target rifle. And that's the whole point of this episode is yeah. value and coverage. So you can, if, 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 if one of these scopes is all of your budget, um, which it can be for a lot of people and that's no problem, uh, but what they do is they offer some of the greatest value to serve all of the purposes. And speaking of value, it's, it's fair to mention price here, the NX8s, uh, the 20 power, usually about 1950. The hardest reticles are about what, 10% more? Mm -hmm. uh, four to 32 is 2150, and then like 100 bucks more for the Horus or so. So the LHT, three to 15, is about 1300 bucks yep. by 42. 1500 bucks for the four and a half to 22. And also, 
the 22 powers first focal plane. Yep. So yeah, that gets into the focal plane discussion, which is very important because you don't usually have a choice with focal plane. It's you, you get what you get. Yeah. Most kind of Tonight force is unique yeah. that they do offer these in a first and a second focal plane. So each one in both focal planes, and then the LHTs are a little different. The lower power, which would be more of a normal, normal hunting scenario, is second focal plane because oh. that's generally the preference there. And then the four and a half to twenty-two, which is more general use, could do more things. More long range focused. More long range focused. Yeah. Uh, is first focal plane with a more serious reticle with a lot more information on it, and that's and generally not used in the, you know, normal. Hunting well, scenario. I mean, most of hunting, at least here in PA, I mean, I have the last two deer I shot, 75 yards and 50 yards. You could, I could have done that with a red dot almost. But yeah, mine are in the mid ones. So. Yeah. So the thing is, though, first focal plane is starting to be to become more and more prominent in hunting scopes, mm -hmm. just because we're now getting to the point where scope manufacturers like Vortex and their LHT can get you the features that you want in a long range oriented scope in a lightweight package. So um, before like there were trade-offs and compromises. So we spoke about scope uh, turret travel. So we got 110 minutes on the 20 power NX8, 90 on the four to 32. Uh, we got 80 on the three to 15 LHT, 75 on the four and a half to 27. And so I mean, for those of you that speak, I'm mills, sorry. For those of you that four speak half to mills, 22. Yep, uh, we've got 22 and 23 on the vortex is vortex vortices. I? Vortices. vortices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then 22, or I'm sorry, 26, 26 and 32 mils on the night force. And a lot of the, that brings us to another topic that we discuss multiple times a day is what, how far can I hit my target? How far can you hit? Yeah. I mean, a couple, there's a, a few factors on that, of course. How far do you want to shoot? How far can you shoot? I mean, in a hunting situation, that's there's a lot of there's ethics and there's actual yeah. ethics aside. There's a performance energy limitations. Yeah, that, yeah, a lot of bullets. You need a certain amount of energy to to take that animal down ethically, or, or to just make a bullet do what it's just, supposed to do. Yeah, like expand and all that. So if you're let's say that magic number is 1,800 feet per second, if you're doing 1,800 feet per second at 600 yards, that's as far as I think you should be able to shoot that animal. Um, so with that uh, scope travel turrets and all that, um, what type of base and rail do you put on your rifle? So with a lot of travel like these, you can get away in most cases without using a 20 minute or a 30 minute mounted rail. And uh, we did a, a blog article on that about how to figure out what is best for you. So definitely check that out. Uh, uh, buying the best scope mount for your rifle, I think is what that blog article is called. But it's basically take the overall scope travel. Let's say, let's use this NX8 here. 110 minutes total. Take that number divided by two, gets us to 55. And then that's about what your usable travel is on a zero minute system. Then you put a 20 minute rail on it, for example, you can add 20 to that 55, get 75, MOA of usable travel. And that's that's quite a lot because uh, what's most hunting cartridges, let's say 308, 65 Cree, 243, 300 wind. I mean, those are all flat enough shooting. So you're talking 25 to 30 MOA, get you to a thousand. A thousand, yeah, yeah. So it's not really that big an issue in those instances, but like I have a 300 PRC, uh, that's enough to really- a mile. Yeah, I mean, you shot a PRC to what, 18? 18, 16 or 18, 18 13. 18, 13, yeah. In a, 
25 mile an hour wind, I think, weren't you? Well, I don't know what the wind, there were, I think we were ended up holding around 20 full, but the, the wind, uh, the wind hold was up to six mils. Yeah, that's quite a so, bit of wind there. Well, speaking of what you said, when mm -hmm. I decided to put the two and a half to 20 on my hunting mm -hmm. rifle, uh, that was my idea. I wanted something that was gonna be a thousand yards in end. It was mm -hmm. on the 6.5 PRC. Mm -hmm. um, I had the around in it. To but shoot. it was still hunting, so you needed, we didn't cover this yet, it was still hunting, so you needed enough low end, Correct. where if you had a bear come at you at 20 yards, <laughs> you could shoot and it in the face to save your soul. Into. That After two and a half to 20 gives you a yeah. huge wide field of view. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, So you have that ability to have a wide field of view, but yet have the top end to make those longer and shots. that could be enough to lean your choice that direction. Exactly. Speaking of, uh, one thing that we hear a lot on the NX8 lineup is the word that I, 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 I hate. God, I hate that phrase. I, I know what they mean. I'm okay with how people use it, but I think people complain about the NX8's iBox. It's not the ATAC-R iBox. No, it's not. It's a, you know, the ATAC-R is $1,000 more, yes. no, $3,200 more to get a 525. And, but if we're talking about, I mean, this whole thing started when someone picked up a scope at a gun shop, like the NX8 one to eight. They picked it up and looked through it, and they're like, eh, the iBox isn't too good. Well, once you get it mounted to a rifle, and you have and a your fixed face is in cheek, the right spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, uh, my buddy just just got one of the NX8 1-8s, and uh, that was one of the things that he read as well. I mean, he, he got it, absolutely loves it. And this dude trains and shoots. Because once you're on a gun, it's on a gun, and you pull it up, and it's there. You yeah, so think I, about it I think it's an, an unfair sort of It sure is. Thing. I had a conversation with a gentleman the other day. He wanted to... He was reading on some forms that the iBox was horrible. Forms. And I told him, you know, forms are like- Yes, that's not as good as some others. Forms are like, you know what, everybody has one. It's within acceptable right. limits, right? It is, and, yeah. and I've been in it, I've gotten behind it in situational positions, it's fine. Yeah, uh, it, it even works. on the one to eight, which is the, the original Which is a smaller job. iBox, yes. Yeah. But it's still adequate. Mm -hmm. I mean, Very people much. make it more than what it needs to be. Yeah, um, like lots of things on the internet. But <laughs> another thing that I wanted to broach with you is yes. well, I, I want to I want to I want to cover that. I want one more thing on the iBox. Right. So what what uh, what everyone needs to understand is there's never a free lunch. Yeah. So if you want short, compact, massive zoom range, all of those things take away from iBox, um, and and all of those things will rob some resolution. Um, rob some field of view. So when you make things short, and Scott Vortex yeah, well that's, may double that's, check me on this, but just to stay basically general, uh, when, you, when you're making jamming it short with a high zoom ratio, you're gonna lose eyebox flexibility and you're gonna lose field of view. You may lose some other things, you're gonna lose some resolution as well. Those are the three things that I'm very certain of. That or it's and more expensive. There's, there's, yeah. or, or you have to pay a whole lot more to regain. Like a 520 Schmidt and Bender, ultra short. Right is so, this long, but it's right. a Double thousand price. bucks more right. than, yeah. So, so there's only, so there's just, the bottom line is there's no free lunch. So there's always some compromise and that's where we circle back to best value to effectively cover everything from having to shoot a bear in the face at 20 yards yeah. to shooting a deer 1200 yard yeah. steel or 300 yard 22. Mm -hmm. Cause even a, you know, a 300 yard 22, which we shoot these 22s to 300 yards. Um, I was uh, most recently running this scope right there on a 22 that I shoot at to 300 plus. And, you know, you're talking 13 to 15 mils generally out there. 
That's oh, quite a bit. Shooting a centerfire rifle at a thousand. Yeah, oh, that's more than that's that. A, yeah. Yeah. At six five that's three like to a thousand is what about? That's a fast round to a mile. Eight almost. mils. Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at, at, at almost double what a thousand yard dopas. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean, crazy. I like it. It simulates. It simulates that. I mean, a, a lot of people can't have that access to that sort of range. I mean, even exactly. here, we do, we can't just go out and shoot thirteen hundred yards. Even a thousand yards is a bit tricky. Yeah. But you know, twenty two especially. I mean, we we all shoot. Long range, which, is, which will be another episode of whatever we call this. Long range twenty two. Yes, yeah, twenty two trainers. That'll be a that'd great be, topic. Yeah, that'd be a good one too. Um, one thing on this NX eight before we kick into what you were going to say. I think um, that's what I was going to point out. This is exactly as we took it out of the box about one hour ago, so you can kind of see the foam from the. There will be marks. Yeah. On your scopes when you pull it out, especially night force, because there's a little bit of tooth in the finish. Yes, and and the, also wait, uh, you'll notice there are no more. Red caps. They did away with <laughs> those. Gone. People got so upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did away with this those. Doesn't have zero they weren't stop. intended well, for actual use necessarily. What they were intended for back for in 2011. To point out. When they added mm -hmm. zero stop. I'm sorry. 2011 is when they added it fully, I believe. Or that may be, anyway. You're about to they, get fact checked on the internet. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, when they added zero stop, it was an option. It wasn't everything came with a zero stop. So to distinguish the zero stop, they had, they had the, the red. red cap. So in the counters, in the in the brick and mortar stores, you can see if it had a red cap and had zero stop, unless you just wanted to look for the dome because the old school scopes without completely flat without zero stop were completely flat. Like Derek and I and Kiefer all started with twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but also these these scopes now. Night Force, like any reputable brand would, is going to test these things pretty well. So they sometimes we do see little jig marks when they, they do their alignment. Especially on the one to eight attacker. Yeah, but also what we see here is actually from the foam of the case. Yeah, and so you it, see it rubbed off. Uh, sometimes the rubber bikini strap, if one of the ones yeah, that have but, those. But you, you know what you do? You just take you wipe it off. Cloth and wipe it off. That's it, I'm, I'm just using my finger. And, yeah. and also these are, these are field scopes. Yep. It's not, uh, it's not, not a work hurt. of art. If it's you, not in some you crazy sculpture. I mean, you, you should see. On the scope. You should see my my. You guys see my rifles. They looked. They are beat up as hell, but everything still works. I one of my my old USO that I shot with a long time ago, mm -hmm. drug on some barbed wire, so it had some rust because it had some tooth to the finish too. It just stayed in there, mm -hmm. stayed with it. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it's a field scope. Yeah. Little things like this, you can wipe. You can wipe that off, but at the end of the day. Once you mount it, you've already put more mm -hmm. wear on it than it had leaving the factory. So, so one of the things I would, we didn't talk about yet was yeah. uh, with the Vortex is their turrets. It's a locking turret. Yeah, uh, it's but nice. You have to lift up on it mm -hmm. to be able to adjust it. That is a mm -hmm. nice feature yeah. in a hunting setting because if people are going to put it in a scabbard yeah. uh, for hunting purposes. Just moving uh, it around, yeah. Exactly. You don't have to worry that it's going to move around because sometimes, uh, as people do, don't check their uh, scope before they make a shot and... They find out there. Get too excited. Exactly. That's one of the many criteria by which to judge the scopes. Yep. Yeah. So you're looking at two of the top scopes in this category, and uh, they can do everything. Uh, you know, that's the thing that if people are wanting a scope that they can use for multiple disciplines, whether it be tactical style shooting, long range, mm -hmm. hunting. Uh, the night force is a little bit more geared towards that versus the hunting orientation of the vortex, but they're both fantastic. Fits. Yeah, like I would say the night force is more 
It's a tactical scope that's good for hunting, great for hunting. The LHT is a long-range hunting scope that's good for target. That's, yep. It's yep. it's it's part of the name LHT yep. hunting yep. target. Yep. So, um, I want to talk about what what you guys think on magnification because a lot of the times we see how much power do you need to do what you want to do, and it really depends on what you're shooting at. Is highly overrated. It is highly overrated, especially when you have good glass. So, depends on what you're shooting at. As far as the target, like when we were young, all of us, dog. you've done, have, have you gone uh, prairie dog hunting? Yes, I have. Yeah, so all three of us have done prairie dog hunting. What's the furthest dog you hit? I think like 650, 750. Okay. Uh, you know, we weren't really ultra yeah, I have sixes. I'm trying to mine was seven, mine was like 705 or something. That was with a 16 oh, power. Oh yeah, actually it was, yes, yeah. it would have been six low sevens. But on that was a the 223. I had a Creedmoor. Yeah. I had, I had Greg's Creedmoor. So, uh, the, that was uh, that was with a sixteen power scope for me. What did you guys hit it with? I had a five to twenty five. I had a five to twenty five as well. Okay. So, but again, you know, you look back when we were younger. At least yeah. when I was a prairie younger, dog is this, by the way. Yeah. I used to think magnification was you need a huge magnification. But with you know? prairie, but the prairie dogs would be the one situation where I would say it is nice to have the mag because when they're laying on that mound, they oh, look yes. just like the mound. So when you're trying they're to pick out an flashed. eyeball, you actually need the mag. Other than that's a little niche. That yes, the the max power to twenty is more than enough. I mean, so we hunt groundhogs a lot, and and you mm -hmm. know we very rarely go above fifteen. Yes, uh, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. finding myself I, unless you have down. to pick a head out of a rock pile. Correct. Yeah, but I, I do a lot of uh, steel target shooting, and my M24 I have a fixed ten on it, and at, at a thousand yards, I mean that's good glass. It's a, it's a US Optics fixed ten, which I think is a little bit better glass than the old loopholes, but. That thing was good. We were shooting at clay pigeons and, you know, hitting a clay pigeon that on the berms, what, like 1,035 yards or something. Mm -hmm. It was a bit tough, but honestly, like shooting 1,000 yards, 15 and power for 16 me. 16 power. Yeah. It's fine. And, and, and on the 4 to 32, guys calling, oh, you know, I want a high-powered scope to be able to mm -hmm. shoot long range. Mm -hmm. Well, when we start talking about, hey, you know, environmental conditions, you have mirage. Oh, yeah, really. mirage. You're going to find yourself – you're. Under ideal conditions, yes, you could shoot at the max power. And watching but you your, find yourself backing down. Watching your bullet hit to stay under impact yes. is good. Yeah. Watching your own impact is important. To, right. to, to do that, you have to and have a wide field beauty. The most important yeah. thing is seeing your yeah. impact. To get back on target. And if you zoomed in at 10 million power, you're, you're, never you're not going to see it. Now, you will use it if you're trying to check a trophy, count points, yes. or otherwise. Optimation having it is nice. Versus. And that's where zoom ratio, comes one back. of the deciding factors, comes back because you still have enough to shoot the bear in the face at 20 feet if you need to. You have enough to zoom in on an elk at 1,800 yards and yeah. see if it's worth pursuing. Yeah. Or you or, find a prairie dog head on the mound where you can't see it. Or even simply, you want to measure your, your target. You're on steel, but you're not in the middle. Okay, I'm two-tenths low. You can measure that a little bit easier with high magnification. And uh, uh, But for just hitting the target in the first place, that old one power for every hundred yards thing. Yeah. I'd say that's still right. very much it's relevant. Yeah. 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 I will also say before I, uh, uh, before I mounted my scope up, you know, you, you, they're just a fantastic unit and, and you have a lot of variety back to the point where you were saying about the, the, the pick rails mm -hmm. with the elevation adjustment, at least in the night forces, you a lot of times can get away with a zero rail, which is, you which is nice need, because, um, Where's your 
Now, these, these all have Picatinny rails, but we yeah. sell a, a, a lot of tally scope mounts. Correct. Those are light, very strong, yep. very well priced. They're just over 50 yeah. bucks. And if so you can- a 700, one piece ring base. Yeah, that just bolts right to the receiver. Yep. There's no rail, there's no ring like that. So it's much cheaper than doing a, a, a rail ring system and it's simpler and lighter. So you can you can get away with, even if you wanna shoot pretty, pretty far, you can get away with a zero MOA solution like that if you're trying to shave the ounces. So, um, I mean, something like this, 75 MOA, that's, so that's that's about 30 some use, you know, usable MOA. So you're still getting a thousand yards with a 6.5. Yeah, yes. a thousand yards with a 6.5 on something like this. And it's, I mean, the uh, glass quality on these is just incredible. Have, yeah, so on that, um, I've had um, several uh, of my customers who I would just call no budget customers. Um, so they're used to the higher end stuff and you know, they were looking for something that wasn't three or four thousand dollars. I was like, "You mm -hmm. guys got to try these." Uh, and this is these are two of the ones that uh, that get selected, and you know, we'll get called back and say, "Hey, great call on that." Well, yeah, so I mean, Vortex two for the price of one, basically. And uh, Vortex sometimes gets a bad rep because they make scopes that are a hundred bucks, and they also make scopes that are three thousand. So this and one we've got scopes here between one hundred and eight thousand. So yeah, this seems to be a sweet company. spot. But uh, I mean, uh, I mean, the highest selling type stuff. People might not want to consider Vortex because they've heard you know, Jeep scopes, whatever. Yeah, they make well priced scopes, but, but at the same time, the razor line is incredible. So yep. I mean, I, that's one of the things I always get annoyed when I hear people down talk Vortex. I'm like, okay, some of yes, they're not a one trick pony. No, and not all they've, their scopes are come, home run, uh, but I mean. Come, come a long way and they, they address uh, just about every concern that uh, the guys could have really. So mm -hmm. one thing yeah, I they, wanted to mention, we didn't, we didn't mention yet. Yeah. <clears throat> so first of all, I'm gonna kind of go through a list of a lot of the deciding factors and you may come up with more, you guys may come up with more. Mm -hmm. I, I wanna give what I have, um, but parallax is one of them, which we'll get back to. But before that, I just wanted to mention most of the things that guys are considering, length, weight, tube diameter so that it's easy to find rings for practical yeah um turret travel how the turrets are locking illumination mm -hmm. with or without mm -hmm. um first second focal plane um whether they like the reticle or not whether it's basic or complicated or somewhere in between then again these are all a good balance of that so what what i've the word i use to explain this to people and i don't know if they necessarily understand it or not but i'm gonna try and explain it further here is aggregate so these are aggregate winners. So you'll have, so in, in shooting, you'll have a you know, high score, highest group, but a guy that shoots a group over here has a zero score, can't win an aggregate match because he's the worst for score, but the best for group. So if we consider an aggregate, so if we take a top, top list of the shortest scopes, so all of the superlatives, the shortest, the lightest, um, the cheapest, most expensive, whatever. If we if we if we rank a list of all of them and give these each a number on that list, then we take the number off of each list to give you an aggregate score. These you will find in an aggregate score of all of their features rank very, very, very high. It's the most well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. They check yeah. the box of everything that you need. But aggregate mm -hmm. is the best way I could come to, to kind of boil that down. Yeah. And at the same time, I I mean people they want a lightweight scope right. lightweight rifle of course but at the same time but my the lightest question, weight 
may sacrifice something that they would want more. Well, yeah, most right. the, the, the lighter scopes to have cap turrets and right. small objectives because right. glass is heavy. Um, glass is heavy. They're not going to suit us because we're dialing a lot for our shots. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, there yeah. is a weight. I'm not going to use the word penalty, but there's a weight consideration for what you want to do. Mm -hmm. At the same time, though, there is no free lunch. Yeah, there's no free that. lunch. But at the same time, what I want to know is how how much does it matter? Like when and I hunt the, with an M24, walk the line. I hunt with my M24. That is a heavy with <laughs> with my suppressor on it. That is a 17 pound yeah. rifle. Now I just go into a box blind and just wait there. So I don't. It doesn't matter too much. I, mean, I walk 150 yards up a hill and I'm angry and out of breath by the, by the time I get there. But it, it's it's okay. But if Wait, you're doing a sheep, for the, the, the seven eight mile. Yes, yeah. if you're going out, day, yes. if you're doing that, yeah. So you, like maybe the LHT is going to be your winner yeah. there because so there's still the, a continuum in there where you'd want to lean one way or the other for yeah. one reason. And a lot of that just comes down to the the user needs to be honest with themselves and say how how much weight do I need right. to save? I don't need to save anything with how I hunt, but if you're going out to out west and you're doing sheep and you're walking all the time and or you're doing like an elk hunt and you're walking eight in eight ounces yeah. are going to matter there. that yeah, yeah eight ounces is a big difference it is and and, and that's kind of what we talk about when you know mm -hmm. we, we we kind of break down yeah. each scenario for these customers and mm -hmm. talk about the absolute musts mm -hmm. what they really need right. and then then they kind of make a needs, decision needs and wants Correct. And, and, and a lot yeah. of times, these are the two scopes that we end up kind of coming to. And I think a lot of hunters, especially, they want to get into longer range hunting, mm -hmm. but everyone's trying to get more, more reach further reach, yeah. with less, lighter yeah. weight, shorter barrels, but, but reach further. But that means that uh, guys who are mostly hunters and not target shooters need to start getting into long range shooting. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you can't do long range shooting without knowing too much about it. Effectively, you can't, you can't anyway. do long range hunting without doing some long range shooting to get better at it. Right, right. And so practices can. Yeah, and if you're practice. if you're good, one thing that I like to uh, mention here, I mean, like, if you uh, if you put like me and Jerry Mitchell in a shooting match, you could give him a, a rubber band and a carrot. He's, <laughs> he's going to beat me, no matter what I have. I can have the best gun. You give him that. He's 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 going to beat me because he's that good. So if you are a competent long-range shooter, you can get away with any of these. With any of these. To accomplish pretty much everything. Yeah, so you don't need mega power. You don't need all this, all this fancy stuff. That's the thing is, you can literally do every scenario that I could ever ever come up with mm -hmm. with this type of scope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't, you know, so it can be a thousand-yard venture scope. It can be a, I mean, with thirty-two power, mm -hmm. it could be a. King of the two mile scope if it had to. Yeah, we had one of these on the uh, on that KDX fifty cal. That how, was how many customers do you have that have a, a Tech R five to twenty five and they want a little bit different scope and they're like, hey, what, what do you think of this? They get it like, wow, I, I, love mean, it. I, I rarely I barely can tell the difference between mm. the glass because this is basically just kind of a love child between the NXS and the mm -hmm. ATAC R because yeah. the turrets are very NXS y. The uh, this the ocular lens yep. is yep. this is all I mean. One thing that people do like is that the the whole zoom knob yeah. doesn't Versus doesn't spin. The whole ocular doesn't the whole, spin like the NXS the whole ocular, and the, yeah, yeah. the attackers. Yeah, yeah. But so. see, I like that because that was the original thrill lever. Just use your whole you hand. Yeah, grab, crank. So but, I don't I don't mind that as much, especially but, since the caps articulate and index where you want them. Yeah, yeah. So the, Thanks the whole caps not rotate. Yeah, 
these tiny bricks caps are just solid. But um, yeah, they took, like I said before, the glass of the ATAC car and some of the shared body parts of the NXS and uh, made this beauty. So one thing, I, I started into parallax and never circled back around. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, the key to being a do-it-all scope is to have a parallax that comes uh, where we've kind of all agreed is no more than 25 yard minimum parallax. These are 11 so yards. 10 is even yeah. better. Uh, so in the 10 to 25 and all of these check those boxes. So the NX8s come down to 11 uh, and then the LHTs uh, 25 20 and 25. Yeah. yeah 25 on the so big one. And they still 20. check the yeah. close parallax box. So twenty five. use good. them on a 22 to shoot a squirrel yep. in the face at 10 yards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, or again, uh, mile, mile prairie dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough shot. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a pretty impressive lineup right here with these mm -hmm. scopes. And, uh, both of these manufacturers are, have become the innovator and the leader in the market. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, Vortex is just uh, innovating, coming out with new stuff mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, yeah, they are the, the most course. agile, most most active and agile. Yeah, I think Vortex is probably the best brand that I can think of, where they they listen to what the people Customers. want and they really apply that quickly. They do. Like this, this agile. is one of my. This is this is the twenty two. This is one of my favorite scopes mm -hmm. because it's. I mean, Here, put I'm, it next to the little brother. The yeah, this one here. So they are pretty much the same exact form factor. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. The and the the, the three fifteen is actually what? longer. Two ounces different. It's longer, but the and, yeah. You know the ocular lens. The uh, down. The adjustment on it is massive. So I, I could turn this in just a little bit, just just to match this. But um, yeah, they're basically similar length. And two ounces difference. Yeah, I mean the reticle in the twenty-two was a little bit complicated for your Normalist, average hunter, yeah, it's for most hunters. Battle, but it's not, not not a normal no. It's it's their reticle. it's an EBR one of their Christmas tree reticles. But this, at the, the three to fifteen gives you kind of a uh, gateway reticle. <laughs> gateway yeah. reticle. You will so start you have, with with just these, and then you can do more of these. <laughs> I mean, it works. Once yeah. you realize having more information on there than less. I think it's an uh, intimidating thing to start with, someone who's only used duplexes and number fours. Mm -hmm. But is. I think that you gotta get over that mm -hmm. because once you once you reach a point where you're okay as a hunter using this reticle, It'll you're good. You're so good. Many yes. yeah. um, any, any downsides? Can you think of anything that's... Well, again, it's it's none of them are necessarily the top of any one single category. No. So none of them are the lightest. None of them are the best glass. Mm -hmm. None of them are the shortest. Mm -hmm. None of them have the best feeling turrets. None of them have the best illumination. What about objective size? What have you to say on that? Just well, just initially in when when the when I heard that they were doing a fifty on the four to thirty two, I gagged a little bit, um, just because. I would have typically I high power, bigger. Yeah, but for its intended but use. It's, but I, I, I mean, now I now I own yeah. one. Well, so, you, well, good glass makes up for that. Yeah, it does. And, 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 and you're not really operating at that power as much, and you don't notice that it's a fifty. You know? Especially in daylight, you don't know the difference. Dusk and dawn performance, you know, in Alaska, it worked beautifully. And um, what's and the? What do they say? If we have we have two good examples so here. And that goes to not being the best in, in one single category either. Right. So to be the best, you really need a 56. 
for the best light transmission. Yeah, but that's where it's at, at the same at the same time. Uh, what's that math work out to? I think if you set the thirty two power set this one to actually no, this is a they're both fifties. But let's say this was a fifty six. Set it to eight power. Set this to seven power. Oh, for Matt, like to get a seven millimeter exit pupil, which yeah, is max yeah. usable for most. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you can make a shot at seven power that you could have at eight, which everyone can. The difference between a 50 and a 56 in that instance is rather negligible. Right. And again, daylight, it's daylight, not you don't notice. No, yeah, you're you not going to notice. It's going to be totally dusk and dawn, low light situation. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's what these do, what these do, and why they're in this category mm -hmm. is because they still make the most out of the 42s and 50s that they have mm -hmm. um, to, to get plenty of light transmission to get you there. Yeah. Turrets, um, they all have zero stop. Uh, different different mechanisms, but the, they all have zero stop. The all illuminated. Uh, all illuminated locking on the vortex. But I mean, you guys have a had zero these stop scopes. is basically a locking turret. Yeah. So in a way, yeah. So I mean, these these turrets are are nice. They're they're very unlikely to be spun right. by accident. Yeah. Plus, there's a zero stop. Yeah, and uh, but also, um, well, the only reason we have a locking turret is because of the original PSR. Solicitation. Yeah, most of the, the time they the don't. The army wanted it. They thought uh, they wanted now it. Everyone, yeah. Now everyone Adopted adds it, it because yeah. everyone thinks they need it. You don't need locking turret. Yeah. I've never had my turret spin by accident. No. Can't say that I have. And you guys have. In a scabbard, maybe the only scenario. That would be the only scenario. But again, just if you have a zero stop. Correct. Then the locking turret is, is even less necessary. Just, I'll, just check it. <laughs> Check your stuff. Make sure you get. Make sure there's ammo in the gun. One of the big things, if you notice here, is, is difference in finish, just color. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Some people uh, buy stuff based upon color as well, you know. But uh, uh, this is more of a matte black finish. This has a little mm -hmm. bit of a Teeth sheen to, to it. it. Yeah. yeah. This is more. Uh, and Swarovski kind of looks like that. Correct. Too. Yeah. Yep. This is a little thicker, I think. But yeah. The Z three, Z fives, Z sixes. I take the cap windage on all these as well because none of us touch cap our windage. Cap windage is, is yeah. yeah. For sure. again for a hybrid type mm -hmm. scope that'd be another word for the do it all you know for the yes. hybrid type scope it's very nice to what have. we're talking about is this cap when you so once you set the windage up uh, yeah. when you set it in you pretty much never touching it because you're holding off for wind and these do these come with it with the beauty ring the nx8s i don't know that the nx8s do. i think I they just have the throw lever yeah just, they just have the okay. throw lever. got it got it got it so i mean that again at this price point for for night force including uh, the Tenebrex slip-up caps. Mm -hmm. You get a hundred dollars with caps with it. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. It's a very small power throw lever, which we don't have one here. But uh, basically, it's, it's it sticks about? up. Uh, half inch nub. A little well, less than half an inch. I think this scope here has it on. It does actually here. Yeah. So um, you have here this little power throw lever, which is nice to be behind it. it you can grab it with your hand. Yeah, I immediately be able put to, mine on. Yeah. It's, Especially it's, with gloves too. Exactly. Hunting cold. They do that on the little compact NXS too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it just works. It's uh, not massive either. Like some of these throw levers we perfect. see, it's everyone's again, just just yeah. <laughs> balance. It's a, it's, it works into the whole balance conversation. Yeah, this is balanced. the most streamlined uh, power throw lever that I think I, I, I've seen, and it works great. What rings do you have on that? Uh, these are the Night Force rings. Um, so, I'm kind of old school in the fact that if, uh, if, if if I use something and it doesn't break, I kind of go back to the same thing every time. Yeah. So when I've been I, using uh, those for a long time. Yeah. I've what been height? Using, these are the one-inch medium rings. So the A101s. Yes. The okay. A101s. So hold hold that up, so that camera can see. That's the gap that you have. 
you go. So you could you I could you, go lower. you could have done with the eight eight fives. I could have, or even a Seekins eight eight two, perhaps. You know 82. why I didn't? Eight two. I had these. So, <laughs> you just had them in your pocket. And, and this your, is my son's toolbox, yeah. And adjustable cheek mm -hmm. worked out fine. But yes, yeah. if you didn't have an adjustable cheek, I would mm -hmm. have gone down to the eight five as well. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, uh, it's it works. So that's quite possible. You could have bought those rings from me twelve years ago. It, <laughs> you know, so it, yeah, it very well could be. Oh, you're in. You're walking up those those uh, staircases in that that back alley office. Hey, I need this. Yeah. Like, hey, would you just if we give you a job here, will you stop annoying me? <laughs> no, there were no stairs. You had to walk down the old driveway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this was that. Um, this is uh, before the we original. Had, yeah, this was, was that Sand Hill. Sand Hill house that you yes. and I both lived in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep, Kiefer. I I've, remember. Uh, I remember him coming in there uh, with his old Hill Country rifle. He was getting rid of. Had an NXS on it. Still has yeah, the NXS. I, I know that. It. So. How long was, ago? How? When did we move out of Sand Hill? Right before Kiefer started. So, so let's watch twenty. In, in twenty ten, we were still in the house. Okay. Twenty eleven. Um, mid summer of 2011, I think, is when we were Mid. out of the house into an actual building. Well, it's because you had Kiefer boxes started. of Schmidt and Bender and Night Force scopes in the shower, and you, you <laughs> couldn't closet you couldn't full closet force, full of uh, Night Force, living room full of pocket full of Shaco rifles. Yeah, so it was a bit hard to use it as a house. Yeah, and Boy. probably a little probably a security risk as well. Oh, it was a massive I still, security risk. I moved out of there three. And a bit years ago, I still found in that in that back little workshop area. I still found little packing slips and little notes, Wi-Fi passwords, and millions that sort of, thing. of razor cuts on the yes. On that the, was that table. Oh, top. that table was a disaster. You know what's funny is we go to the Safari Club shows and we have guys that come up and they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, is Alex here?" No, he's not here today. Mm -hmm. I can remember when I came to the Safari Club show and I was looking at a Schmidt scope and I didn't know which one I wanted. And Alex said, "Hey, take it, send, take it home." Mm -hmm. If you like it, send me a check. If not, send us go back. You know, that that's how... It was risky, yeah, but it worked. But it worked. There's too many a-holes out but there now to do it, that's though. How, he, that's how much how business he, uh, we've gotten from yeah. that welcoming hand that he used to do is amazing. Mm -hmm. And people remember. People, they do. Every they do. day. I mean, yep. nearly every day we'll still hear from I know. guys that... Mm -hmm. And that was how long ago? 20 years? Well, he's been doing it for... More than that. Since before 2000, I think, officially. Um because I actually bought like a rangefinders from him back in 2000. Um, but then basically I was the first sales guy other than him in 2010. So right. then Kiefer and you weren't too awfully long after. Now it's 2014. Yeah. Yeah. We've come full circle and we mm -hmm. have a lot. I mean, just look, at, just look at our new building. I know. It's going to be amazing. Uh, hopefully sometime here in the next, you know, Few months we yeah, might be people able to get keep asking us when are you going to make your move. Uh, I don't, don't know. Don't. <laughs> yeah, we need to get a drone and fly it around inside the warehouse. I thought we did that, didn't we? Did we? Did we hire a company that to, to do some drone footage for us? We I didn't see it. inside, uh, outside. Okay. Yeah, I mean now with how mm -hmm. we've expanded even more, it'll be pretty cool. I mean, it's a big. I mean, what's what's the size of this building? Thirty thousand. Thirty. Thirty thousand. Yeah. That one's. 250,000? Yeah. Two, 235? 235 to 37. Well, about half of it right now is being leased out, but yeah. even so, the remaining half is just massive. So when the new uh, you know retail store opens up, it's going to be an event. It's going to be mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, yeah. You know, you're, we're heading in the right direction. You know, and thanks yeah. to all our customers that keep on coming back, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, our customer service, 
uh, product availability. You know, mm -hmm. it's and the best. And to be honest, and they keep calling us because we generally know what we're talking. Exactly. About. You yeah. can't. I mean, it's very hard to get a hold of people who have actually done this. And to be honest, we don't. We don't know everything. Oh, but yeah. we have a I good variety. Collectively, we have a very Collectively, strong, we do. Yes. So the, the three of us are very good into longer range shooting. Um, shotgun guys. Yeah, we, uh, Fletch, Fletch, Josh, Sam, those are, yeah. you know, those are more serious hunters than we are. But, you know, I'm pretty good on ARs. Fletch is good with boats. I mean, it's, it's a good variety that we have here. Yes. That way, if someone calls and, and has questions, we can either answer them ourselves or just say, hey, I know a guy that knows more about this than I get do. The answer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Some some questions are a bit intense. Might have to defer to manufacturers for like what type of metal is the spring made out of and <laughs> that sort of stuff. But um, but yeah, generally speaking, we do it's try to pride value ourselves. On the throw lever. Six. Yeah, we, we are very <laughs> fortunate. We have a great group of guys, and mm -hmm. you know we, we we are so thankful that people keep calling us mm -hmm. and our return customers, our new customers. It's just mm -hmm. uh, it's fantastic. We have yep. a bright future. All right, guys. Well. Thank you for joining us, Kiefer. This is you've done a few videos before, but you know this is I know this is a little out of uh, some people's comfort zone. But with this format, hopefully, where you don't have one guy, one camera, one product, um, we'll get a little more conversation flowing. You guys might learn some things you didn't know. You guys, we all might learn some things uh, that we didn't know. It's a good chance to to talk about what we talk about every day off the phone yeah. every day and, and and on the phones, yeah, so yeah. people can actually. So we, we think, uh, I mean, we, we all here collectively like this format and we hope you guys did too. Uh, I mean, please, uh, again, this was a, this was a test run. So please let us know what you think. Let us know in the comments, give us calls, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we need to know that, uh, that uh, this stuff is worth doing because there's about to be a whole lot of editing that has to go down now. <laughs> so good luck, we need man. to know that uh, it's worth it. We we would like to know that uh, that it's worth it, and we've already got how many other About topics? 20. 20, 30. Yeah. So every day, uh, Derek's keeping a list. I'll yell something over if I think about it. He'll throw it on the list, and we've got tons of topics to talk awesome. about. We're going to mix it up. Uh, we'll hopefully have some uh, manufacturer reps as well involved as other sales guys here. Uh, so you'll get to see some more faces, see some more names, hear some more names. Yeah. Um, we need to get so, a round table though. So I, I like the square table. <laughs> it works. It works. It works. But either so way, just let us, let us know, uh, what you think about the format. We hope you like it and, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel and check us out on Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. And by, by all means, give us some feedback. If there's things you didn't like, tell us if there's topics you'd like to see discussed, tell us questions you have let us know. Uh, but by all means, good or bad, uh, give us some feedback and we'll hope to see you back here next time. Thanks guys.